0: Welcome to ProximoCast Industry News. Each week we take you through the top news across the energy, infrastructure and project finance markets. I'm your host, Naomi Wood, reporting to you from London and it's the 24th of October today. Starting off the top stories this week, a suburban hockey arena near St. Louis, Missouri has defaulted on its bonds after its host city was forced to forward the funds needed to meet its debt service the Centine Community Ice Center is used as a practice facility for the St. Louis Blues. National Hockey League as well as community and college hockey events. The trustee for the bonds, UMB Bank, had to inform bondholders that it did not have enough cash on hand to meet debt service on its $55.7 million in tax-exempt bond debt. The City of Maryland Heights forwarded the cash needed for debt service, but the issuer, the Industrial Development Authority of the City of Maryland Heights, has been downgraded from BBB to BB+. The bond financing closed in 2015, but the facility suffered during the COVID-19 pandemic. While revenues are recovering, the project will remain dependent on city support while the project's accounts recover. Whilst we're on the topic, sporting and other entertainment events are back with a vengeance. With sports and music fans returning enthusiastically to large venues, developers and owners are adjusting off the plans they had been making for new and upgraded facilities. Those plans may need some tweaking. With government subsidies less plentiful, US teams and owners, like their counterparts in Europe, have to lean more heavily on internal resources. Throughout the pandemic, Proximo ran well-regarded webinars that kept the markets updated on how credit market conditions were evolving in stadium and arena financing. This November on Thursday the 10th, we are back with a webinar intended to give you the state of the market for 2022. Experts joining Proximo include Sean Monaghan, partner at Shout, as our moderator, Keegan MacDonald, Vice President of Business Development at Oakview Group, Henry Flynn, Director in Sports, Sector Head at Fitch Ratings, Joshua Glessing, Vice President of Strategy at Haslam Sports Group, and Peter Dorfman, Managing Director of Sports and Entertainment Speciality Group at Troost. Find out more and register to join us live on November 10th at 11am Eastern Standard Time simply visit proximoinfra.com where you'll find out more information. Elsewhere around the globe, Global Connect Group has raised €1 billion in additional financing from a consortium of Nordic and international banks and financial institutions to fund its growth plan. Sustainability incentives were also introduced with the new facilities, with the effect of lowered interest rate margin upon meeting targets for predetermined sustainability KPIs. In June 2021, Global Connect completed an extensive refinancing where a new senior debt facility structure of €2.7 billion was committed. The financing package included a Combination of drawn-term loans and capex facilities for via- facilitating further growth now global connect has 1 billion euros of incremental commitments via an additional facility at the same commercial terms and similar conditions as the existing financing the bank syndicate was further broadened with four new lenders Global Connect Group operates a 150,000km high-capacity fibre network across Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, and Finland, as well as 20 energy-efficient data centres. The financing of Raslefan Petrochemicals project in Qatar is expected to be out to banks later in 2022, according to a source familiar with the matter. Sponsored by Qatar Energy and Chevron, the $5 billion project will be the largest ethane cracker in the Middle East and one of the largest in the world. The project will have a 2.08 million tonnes per year ethane cracker and two high-density polyethylene derivative units. The sponsors were thought to be reaching out to ECAs for support in March. JP Morgan and White & Case are advising. World Energy's GH2 project in Canada is expected to reach financial close in the next few weeks, according to a source close to the deal. If the project achieves financial close imminently, it will be the first large-scale commercial green hydrogen project to do so. The project, Canada's first commercial-scale green hydrogen production facility, will be powered by a 3 gigawatt onshore wind farm located in the port of Stephenville, Newfoundland. This location offers deep water shipping access to the rest of the world and existing grid connections. The project will be developed by and financed in stages with the first phase of the project understood to be an estimated $2.6 billion. One gigawatt onshore wind farm, coupled with a $1 billion 500 megawatts electrolyzer to make the hydrogen, which would then be combined with nitrogen from the air to produce green ammonia for export. Canadian PM Justin Trudeau and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met in Stephenville in August to sign the Canada-Germany Hydrogen Alliance. World Energy GH2's environmental assessment report states that 164 wind turbines will be erected west of Stephenville. With an estimated net capacity factor of 43%, the levelised cost of electricity would be approximately $50 per megawatt hour. World Energy GH2 is a consortium of experienced and local Canadian partners, CFFI, Horizon Maritime, World Energy and DOB Academy. Green Giraffe is the sole financial advisor to World Energy GH2 on the development, contracting, off-taking, structuring, and financing of the project. Following discussions with the Portuguese government and all local stakeholders, Baywa re has now submitted a permits application for a floating wind project. The project is located off the coastline of Viana do Pastelo and would be the world's first subsidy-free commercial floating offshore wind project. The company is seeking to secure seabed rights for a 30 turbine, 600 megawatt project. The zone where the wind farm is to be sited is already part of Portugal's marine spatial plan. ADB has shortlisted consultants to undergo project preparation for a sustainable solar development investment programme in the Solomon Islands. The deadline for submission of proposals is the 21st of November 2022. The assignment has a budget of $1 million and an engagement period of 24 months. The scheme is part of ADB's technical assistance which aims to develop an optimized investment plan with solar power generation and grid stability, emphasizing small-scale distributed generation and storage, and mini-grid operations. The program will be funded through a multi-tranche financing facility. The selected bidder will assist the ADB in preparing the necessary documents for approval of the MFF and Tranche One. The programme aligns with Solomon Islands Renewable Energy Roadmap, developed in 2019 to facilitate the renewable energy transition. The roadmap identifies solar PVs and battery storage as the only feasibly renewable energy resources to deploy by 2030. And our last story for this week, Brazil's electricity clearinghouse CCEE has awarded renewable power supply contracts to projects totalling 557 megawatts in the country's latest A5 tender. The contracts represent nearly US$570 million in future investments. PPAs will be of 15 years duration for wind and solar projects and 20 years for the other successful projects. Supply will commence from January 1st, 2027. And that's all for this week. Visit our website for more news, data and insights and for information on our upcoming events and webinars. Don't forget the Stadium Finance one coming up next month on the 10th of November. Thanks for listening.